This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. IowaCatholicRadio.com. That's IowaCatholicRadio.com. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics, by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The backbone of our church are religious sisters. Now, you know I travel a lot, and it never fails, at least a couple times a month in the airport, at least. I see a religious sister, and you also know I'm not shy. I always make my way over and ask for her prayers. They inspire me. They really do. They inspire me to love Jesus. And frankly, their prayer, work, service, and love have shaped generations of old, and I believe many more generations to come. But what really is a day like for a religious sister? What do they do? How do they pray? And do they always get along? To help answer all those questions, let's bring in one of my favorite religious sisters, Sister Joseph Andrew, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Hello, Sister. Hello, John. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you so very much. Well, I, do you like the question, do they always get along? Should we lead, <laughs> should we lead off with that one? You know, I hate to, I hate to, to spoil it all, but, you know, we, we still retain the, the stains of original sin, John. <laughs> Isn't that the way it works? Well, we'll talk about community life in a little bit, but uh, before we get into a, kind of a day in your shoes and what it's like there for the order itself, let's start uh, with you, uh, your beginnings. When did you first know that you were called to be a religious sister? Do you know, John, I always have to say I go back to, uh, it really stems and and this is always the the best scenario, and I did have the best by God's grace and mercy to me. It stems from the family, so I come from a very devout family. We prayed the daily rosary every every evening of our lives, and we would pray a prayer for um, consecration of the family to the Sacred Heart after the rosary was over, and a prayer for us uh, children to know and do God's will in our lives. For so a prayer for vocations and. That takes a deep, deep, deep root. The other thing that I have to certainly credit, and this, of course, is a quick summation, but um, besides my, my parents and, and my beautiful upbringing there, was also the Catholic school that my parents um, always made sure that we, we would attend, that we're t- the, the, we were taught by Dominican sisters. And I can remember sitting there and thinking, someday I'm, I'm going to be one of them. I'm going to wear that habit. Now, I was no ideal student, and my parents certainly would testify to all the trouble that I was always getting into, <laughs> but it never deterred my end goal that I was going to get to heaven being a sister and um, wearing that habit. So, yeah. you got to be feisty if you're going to if you're gonna enter that life. I agree. You That's be what feisty. I look for as a vocation director. I look for some feistiness yep. and faith. Hey, I mean, I, I, read those, <laughs> I read those religious sisters all the time. You know, uh, St. Uh, Teresa of Avila, she's one of my favorites. Yeah, you didn't yeah, mess with her. Yeah, you you're know? not kidding. No, Mother Angelica, the same exactly. thing, you know. They, they really... They say Mother Teresa, too. They oh, said, yeah. boy, you didn't really want to discuss too much that you didn't agree with her on. <laughs> you're not right. <laughs> so why the Dominicans? What made you choose them? Was it just because that's what you uh, you always grew up with and saw? You know, I think as it, when I was growing up, they were just so solid, and and I just I loved everything about them. I loved the habit. I loved the long fifteen decade rosary. It all just spoke to my heart. And then 
um, getting to know other communities as I uh, went through high school, um, I just knew that they weren't me. I wanted the what I saw was the solidity of of the Dominicans. They knew who they were and they knew who they weren't, and they they were very true to to what they believed their charism as Dominican sisters in the church is, and um, the full habit, the the devotions, the the strong prayer life, the strong community life. All of it was just me. If I was going to do it, I was going to do it. I wanted strength. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. We're talking right now to uh, Sister Joseph Andrews. She is a Dominican sister of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. And we're, we're really, we're going to get to in a little bit, uh, talking about a day in her life. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to give up to live this life? Oh, that is so interesting. You know, I can't, I, you would think that after my life, I would, I would have... I guess was the family difficult? You know, the family was, but at the same time, I remember my father saying to me when he caught me one time crying, saying, "I'm going to miss you all," and and he said, "If you don't get yourself to heaven, you'll never get your mother or me or your siblings or anyone else. So, wow. you get there, and we'll all be there together." Because there's there's great sacrifice in this life. Right? There is, there is, John, but there's also so much joy, and sure. I think the individual that has the vocation has to early on decide she's going to really focus on the joy. Nobody's negating the sacrifice. I suppose if I personally had to answer your question, which you did ask me, I would say um, it's to bend my will to a superior sometimes when I disagree. Mm. And I think that would have been difficult if I had gotten married or if I had done anything. Because, again, we do take take our tainted... um, original sin selves with us, and so whatever would be our our personal battle spiritually in any vocation, I think, is the battle in whatever vocation, whatever vocation we're called to. I can relate. My superior at home, my wife, it's not easy, sister, to bend (laughs) my will on a daily basis. But but, but you're right, you know, in a lot of ways, and let's let's go into that a little bit, You, you have to give up. Uh, you know, not and of course your opinion, and not the way you know you you want to do some things, but mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways you've got to you've got to give up your will now to the greater good. Right, and that's one thing too that I love about the Dominicans because we very much um, prize the intellect. So you you aren't only within your 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 rights, so to speak. You have an obligation to speak the way that you would see something but then always to submit to the superior at the at the end of the day, sure. you know, the way that... But that's I do love the Dominicans because we're encouraged, okay, what do you believe and how have you prayed through this and what do you think? And then if it's, well, that's beautiful, but um, we're not going to do that, we're going to do it this other way, yeah. then I have to believe that that is God's plan. And sometimes it's not too hard to do. And other things I'm like, oh, gosh, are you sure, yeah, you know? Yeah. But again, we have to have that purification if we want to see him face to face. Well, you know? I, I I love that, and it's so real, sister. You know, it's I mean, so real. You make it real for a lot of us. That's why I I always enjoy talking to you. We're talking to Sister Joseph Andrew right now, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. Um, so. Your religious sister, you, you, mm-hmm. you take the vows, uh, uh, poverty, chastity, and obedience, correct? Exactly. You don't take any more than that? No. Okay. No. Poverty, chastity, obedience, you take the white habit, uh, uh-huh. life's going uh, well, there's great sacrifice. I always see you sisters in pictures smiling, I mean, from <laughs> ear to ear. Where, where does the joy come from? 
You know, I think it's because we live a very balanced life with, with a lot of beautiful prayer, with a beautiful community supporting us. Our particular community is only 19 years old. The average age is 30 years old. We have well over 120 sisters. So you can put it all together and you say, you know what, I'm, I'm almost spoiled. I mean, yes, the sacrifice is there, and probably more so internally and in regards to, you know, personal frustration, so to speak, that, that my prayer life isn't what I wish it could be, mm-hmm. or, you know, more along those lines than an external force. Um, but yeah, but but the but the joy is very palpable. It's it's very very always very close to the surface because, again, I think this life does constantly focus you back to the Eucharist with our daily Eucharistic adoration of an hour every day. That's a, that's a real good target to constantly, you know, try to bring him and remember him in every moment, and um, and that that's why. Um, and John, for the opposite side of your question, so to speak, what what to me is the deepest joy is living the vow of chastity. That mm-hmm. I can, I never meet a stranger. I can be um, a, a sister or a mother, depending on the role you know needed at the moment, to everyone that I meet, and I love that because I, I think that was a big part of my vocational discernment was one guy would never be enough for me. And I would I, I joke and say maybe a dozen. I would have reconsidered a little bit, but, but the church doesn't allow that. No, no. For good reasons. And, and so I have to just say I love the fact that we are the spiritual mothers in, in the world, you know, and the world needs, needs that. Yeah. that. There's no question uh, about it. Maternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into the day uh, in the life of Sister Joseph Andrew. You want to let us in? Oh, sure. Okay. I, I know it's different for everyone, but I just want to go right. your day here. All right? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, sure. Prayer and Mass first? Exactly. So the bell rings at 5 every morning. We're up at 5 at 5.30. Prayers begin, and that's Eucharistic Adoration for an hour. Mm. And in that, we, and that's why we took our, when, when we founded the community, you know, we took the name Mother of the Eucharist for, for motherhood, for Eucharistic um, devotion, um, and then also for priests. You know, of course, we were founded when priests were, and still are, uh, needing a lot, a, a lot of prayer and a lot of support, and um, so that too is tied up in there. And then, um, anyway, so an hour of Eucharistic adoration with our 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 liturgy, the hours, our our daily meditation, and our our uh, lauds or or morning prayer. Then we go into mass, and then after mass, um, you're hungry. Yes, yes, we we exactly. So we've eaten spiritually, and then we need to eat. But that's a fast breakfast is a fast meal, and other than a feast day, it's always in silence. And then uh, I get the privilege of reading out loud at the table, so I read something to the sisters of, you know, something happening with the Holy Father, maybe something he's written, or something else important in the world that we need to pray for, just kind of keeping uh, us up with what's going on. So, so breakfast is always silent. Breakfast is silent, Why unless is that? it's a big feast day, because in the Dominican tradition, which is uh, monastic, so we're 800 years old this year, John. Mm, that's awesome. Isn't that awesome? Congratulations. So, <laughs> thank you. You look so, great for 800 years. <laughs> well, thank you, John. <laughs> I aim to keep it up. <laughs> so in any case, um, the, the monastic tra- tradition was always that you feed the body while you also feed the mind and the heart. And, of course, the Dominicans value the life of the mind so, so strongly, with our motto being veritas or truth. 
so we have this reading, and, and in all the mills we'll have reading and, and silence, and it's really nice. Now, certain days are what we call recreation days, in which case we get to talk to the sisters um, even while we eat, you know, and that's, that's always very special. But if we have very many of those together, like very many sisters' feast days at dinner or something, we'll all say, oh, we're so ready for silence because it's a real good book we're reading, and as soon as... We finish the meal, we, we um, leave, and we go, oh, my gosh, did you hear what he did when such and such? And it, we just get very involved in, in these excellent readings, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's so disciplined and ordered. It's very disciplined. Just your morning. It's very ordered, and that's, that's, such, that's so freeing. I don't have to sit around and try to or even make an exa- daily examination of conscience. Did I pray enough? Did I balance this or that? That's a given to me. I have to examine my conscience on other personal things, but not because that's a given. And people will say um, when they know our life a little bit, how do you get so much done every single day? Yeah. And we're like, well, one of our great friends is called the bell. And when it rings, we stop what we're doing and we move to the next thing. And usually we come back and we finish the, the first project quickly during some freer time because a lot of times, um, you know, we just don't discipline ourselves enough. But when we know this is a deadline, and we, we and at the end of the day, we've prayed a good amount of time, and we've also had personal prayer time. We prayed in community. We uh, saw the liturgy. We've we've also had personal prayer time. So you have to balance that. We have times of recreation when the sisters get together and they just have fun, or they go outside and they romp around, or they um, the novitiate does it two uh, hour periods a day and they're there uh, right now we have one on uh, crutches and, and another was in a wheelchair this morning because they played something outside and they just <laughs> really went to it oh my goodness last evening so but they you know it, it balances them so they're healthy physically mentally and spiritually you yeah know? yeah so you, you you're at breakfast uh, you're done with breakfast then you move on it, so there's work something right. you're my, doing my my day i travel a great deal because as the vocation director sure. of the community i'm traveling to colleges and universities and parishes and youth groups and etc i i would say about two-thirds of my time is is really spent traveling wow. but then the other third is at home and there's so many duties at home too because again as one of the founders says we're uh, on Mother Assumptive Council, of course. So there's a lot of decisions what with kind the of community work? growing that quickly. What kind of work? What kind of work do I do? Yeah, yeah, well, it is being done in the in the order. Oh, when we're teachers. So okay. we teach from um, pre-K all the way through college. We have sisters in college, teaching in colleges now. So, And we're spread out across the United States, and we have four sisters in Rome. That Two of them are librarians mm-hmm. at the Pontifical North American Colleges, and then two were studying at the Angelicum um, in Rome. Wow. So every year, as more sisters get their degrees, you know, their teaching degrees, then they're sent out to teach in schools. And right now, Mother Sumter has over 400 invitations from bishops, priests, cardinals, laity, et cetera, all over, saying, can you send us some sisters? You know, if we had, I used to say 1,000, if we had 10,000, we, we could use them right now. Mm. And there needs to be there need to be more religious vocations because Catholic schools and parents sending making the sacrifice to send them to Catholic schools they I always say they they deserve to have some sisters there yeah. you know they deserve to have a priest that comes in and 
It's a part of that, because that's part of the Catholic culture that's so essential. I I agree. I could not agree more. Friends, if you're just tuning in right now, Sister Joseph Andrew of the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, uh, just talking about her life and the life of religious life uh, in general. Um, how, How are vocations going for your religious order? Do you know, John, in God's, again, in God's goodness and mercy, we we have always been blessed since the very beginning with wonderful young women and, and a good number of them, you know. That's great. Um, yeah, and I, it just, I, I always say God continues to be with the Church, so he's continuing to call people to a specific vocation, and he, he knows what that is, and he gives the grace for that and what, what people have to do is help these young people move because we are in an age now where it's harder for them to make a commitment and they're lagging behind for a lot of reasons i think in in believing and having the faith that god's grace is with them and they need to figure it out and make a commitment and that he's with them they're not doing we're not none of us are doing any good of uh, so to speak because of our abundance of good. We rely on grace. You know, God does it through us. All he asks is the open channel. That's how he came to Mary. All he asked her to do is be open. Your family was your inspiration in a lot of ways. Uh, As we close here, what do you say to families, moms and dads, to promote this kind of um, life in in their young women? I would really say pray together as a family, love your children to the point where they can see you sacrifice for them. I, I know that meant, I translated that as they really love me, and therefore I could trust them, and they were always, you do God's will and we will support it, and anything we need to do to help you with that, we're in it. Hmm. Sister, you're you're a treat. You know that. Ah, you're great. You're, really, you're a blessing to me, and I I'm so inspired by you and by religious sisters in general. I, I just want to thank you for your time because I know you are so you, busy. John. Thank well. you for what you are doing. You are such a gift to the church. Will you pray Seriously. for us? Definitely. All right, I, I'm going to hold you to it now. Okay, I'm going to the chapel right now, John. Oh, you're the best. Uh, you're that, on the top of my list. Thank okay? you. God bless you, sister. God bless. That's Thanks. Sister Joseph Andrew, every one of the Dominican sisters, Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. There you have it, friends. A day in the life of a religious sister. There isn't a religious sister I see that I won't ask to pray for me or talk to, as you just know, and especially to pray for my family as well. I hope you do that as well, friends. I really do. Consider also financially supporting a religious community. You know, the work they do in the places they go, it takes funds to make it all happen. It doesn't just, doesn't just happen, folks. Uh, most of all, though, pray. Pray for more vocations to the priesthood and religious life. Pray every day, if you can, that God will open hearts and minds to these heroic vocations. Look, he's calling, friends. He is calling. It's a matter of us picking up the phone. Thanks again to Sister Joseph Andrew. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in this show. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Linetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.